Hey guys, welcome back to Unwrapping Success. We were just talking about how I put so much emphasis on that too. And I clearly heard it again. <laughs> yep. No, I was I was trying. Welcome back. I'm going to do it. Welcome back to Unwrapping Success. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> Today we're talking about it, whether or not college is worth it in 2022. I think this is one of like the most relevant questions that's constantly being asked. Um just everybody's I, there's so many influencers who say don't go to college be like me who at 21 started going to the gym started lifting and then like got super fit and look at my youtube channel and live my life don't don't go the college route i don't think that's for every everyone and i think that'll like come out throughout the episode in addition to that you have people like gary v that scott's a big fan of um who Says, garage you know, sailing, you make millions of dollars at garage sales. <laughs> Go garage sailing or uh, spend, um, what is it? He says, spend like the $60,000, $80,000 on a tour of Europe and like, yeah. or, or tour of the world. Do it that way. Um, I don't think that that's fair. And I think that we've got a bunch of, you know, data that's off the internet to back that up uh, about you know, the career prospects of going to college. But in addition, I would say that the social benefits are really important. I agree. And we'll get into that as well. Um, but yeah, this is definitely targeted those who are maybe in high school or, or something and are deciding whether college is the right track for them in life. Because um, I think we mentioned on here, there's several other tracks you can take in life other than college. Um, but this is going to be, we have a bunch of facts and figures to do basically weigh out the pros and cons and let the viewer decide ultimately what, what they want to do based on this information. So yeah, don't let anyone the... make the decision for you. Right. No, hundred percent. That's also easier said than done. Cause remember a lot of parents force their kids to do stuff. Yeah. But I, I don't think choosing a default is ever bad either. Well, no, no I, I should take that back. I said it, it's never bad, but I think, Rather, I think it's usually fine to pick a default. Uh, yeah. I mean, why think about it? Why is it a default in the first place? Obviously, yeah. it's worked before. If college didn't work for anyone, then parents wouldn't be pushing college on their kids these days, even though it's so expensive, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Wanna, okay. So I guess we can um, so we'll probably do you you did start most of the research. Uh, I guess we can just start with, uh, like, what was the income difference that you saw between college graduates and, and non? Okay, yeah, so there's a lot of, like, studies that look look at this, but, like, it, I mean, it's pretty clear-cut for the most part. Um, so this is an American study that was done just strictly looking at the United States, and they found that, like, people with a college degree can earn 570000 uh dollars more in their careers so that's like throughout the lifetime of their career that's not like one year obviously or that's not looking at median income um so how much was that again so five hundred and seventy thousand dollars more over the course of their careers compared to those with just a high school diploma um and so another thing you have to take into account is opportunity costs which is not in that stat so one thing is you could take that 570k and invest it and make more money through compound interest uh, compared to a high school person with a high school diploma, obviously, right? See, I can make it really nuanced, though, by pointing out, you know, those college earners, 
those college people aren't getting that money. See, I'm like arguing against myself. Yeah, I know you're going to say. <laughs> if you make a lot of money when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, and even 22, it, yeah. 23, and invest that, how much you'll have compared to, you know, it all depends on your investments. Right. Yeah, so I, we don't have facts and figures on that, but, but that's definitely an argument to be made. I, uh, yeah, I, the evidence definitely bears out that over the lifetime, especially in the 50s, that's what I've heard a lot of professors talk about too. In your 50s, there's like this big switch where benefits become so important because, you know, in your 50s, like your body starts breaking down and stuff for the first right. time. Um, and there's this major shift where the people who do have those like office jobs and and up in those more like professional careers, those people are, are really reaping the rewards from college versus people in their 30s. It's less of a difference. Yeah, because it must also be tough, like when you get into that age doing blue collar work, like a lot of like restaurant work, a lot of like late um labor intensive jobs when your body starts breaking down mm -hmm. so you're probably gonna have to work through the pain or retire because you can't do it anymore but um yeah. okay so i guess yep. another oh go ahead oh, get a i thought. was gonna say one of the other big pros are the connections and like this is one that i've already pointed out to so many people was underestimated while I was in school and before I was in school. Um, since graduating, I've worked with the Career Center uh, from our school. Yep. And it's so valuable to have that lifetime resource that you get at pretty much any American university. You get lifetime career help from that college. Because forever, that college is impacted by your success. You are one of the graduates who either got a job or didn't. And they want to say they work with their alums, you know, even 30 years in the future. Right. It, Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say so, one thing. Yeah, so they're very intimately like connected with you and your success forever. Uh, but on top of that, like I continue uh, to work with my professors. We're In fact, we're meeting with a professor tomorrow. Yep. That's going to um, be exciting. So those connections, the friendship connections, uh, obviously the two of us stay connected, but then we stay connected with the rest of our friends from school. Um, I've had a number of professors tell me, uh, as far as looking for jobs, like, especially like my aspiration is to be a college professor. And they've said that their undergraduate friends help them find tenure track jobs somewhat more so than graduate friends. I'm not sure why that is. I haven't experienced graduate school yet. Perhaps it's, you get less connected with those people. I've heard um, that, especially from my sister. So. It, regardless, like there is such immense value in those connections that really it, it's difficult to put a price tag on. Yeah, it, that's another thing we can't really like we don't have you can't measure that anyway, obviously, other than just like taking surveys from people. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, those connections can ultimately lead to um, more uh, better job opportunities, uh, definitely getting a leg up using uh, uh, what's it called? Social capital, yeah. Mm -hmm. Using your social capital to like give yourself a leg up in um in society compared to people who don't have those connections. Um, 
But one other thing that I've realized with my job, and it's on this list too of another pro of college, is like the the benefits that you get from higher like like the jobs that you get with like good degrees come with like really good benefits that definitely help you throughout retirement. And I have pensions listed on here and I work in pensions and I can see people's like monthly benefits that they get from, from their jobs. And a lot of these jobs come from like, you know, like big tech firms like corporate America, which everyone trashes, but ultimately the benefits that are provided at those jobs are very nice and definitely like give you a lot of financial security throughout your retirement. Um, Mm -hmm as opposed to blue collar work, like you're not going to be reaping the rewards, even if you're working full time for, um, I don't want to like rag on like any companies, but like, let's say McDonald's, if you're a full-time worker, you're not going to be probably getting like an amazing pension at McDonald's compared to working for a giant, like financial firm in, in like the city, if you know what I mean. Things are changing though. Um, like, I talk, I find increasingly the most common topic in economics I'm talking about is wages. Yep. Uh, just because they're so they're so they're so extremely low right now uh, that all of these big corporations that we name like McDonald's, Walmart, uh, Target, I'll throw in, they're yeah. all paying a fifteen dollar minimum wage. But then on top of that, they are starting to provide health insurance to their workers because they've got all that extra money um which is a completely different conversation i don't don't want to go down that rabbit hole about the wider economy but there is increasingly health insurance with uh low skill jobs it's actually very interesting um i know amazon now oh DoorDash, uh, since I'm a DoorDash driver, they they're offering me health insurance. I'm not taking it from them, but um, it d- is there an issue about the quality of the insurance there? Truthfully, I haven't looked into it, uh, so I, I I don't know what the the limitations are. You know how much is covered and and, and all of that. Um, but there is some base level of insurance, even you know for something as casual as DoorDash. Okay. I'd be interested to look into that, but that that it, I guess that's a plus though that at least there's something available for those like blue collar jobs. Hmm. Um. I mean, the the thing is, blue collar is such a wide category, as white collar is. You know, a CEO and a I, I'm trying not to knock accountants because accountants are even so wide. <laughs> but like you know, a, a fifty thousand a year or f- even forty thousand yeah. year accountant and a CEO are are both white collar. <laughs> so right. there's such a wide range there. And then similarly in blue collar, uh, you can be blue collar and be the head of a multi million dollar. like construction company for instance right um so that there's a very wide range in both also yeah it's interesting the way (laughs) i don't want to dive too deep into this um but it's interesting because a lot of insurance companies will classify their participants as blue or white collar like for underwriting purposes Mm -hmm. and the factors you'd think that just looking at you know, like their salary is the number one 
uh, predictor of that. A lot of the time, I don't know if they get that information if you're applying for insurance, but um, but a lot of the time they look at other indicators that don't give like as clear insight into if you're actually like a blue or white collar worker. Like a lot of it's like, do you work for a like a job that's a? It, it has more to do with like your type of job than your salary, basically. Like, are okay. you working for like a union job or a non-union job? Are you making like a salary? Or are you an hourly working person? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna say something? No, I was just thinking about that. I don't know what I have to add. <laughs> um, I think it. it it's just it's interesting how they like make those models and. It's Next very topic. Com- it's very complicated. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> a rabbit hole. Um, I think we hit on most of the pros of, of school. I think one thing we didn't mention was just like some blue collar jobs can be replaced by machines and or immigrants. I mean, there's so many papers that me and Tim have read on that. Um, which like you go, we can go back and forth I mean- on that. <laughs> I mean, white collar jobs can be replaced by immigrants too. That is true. Um, um, but as as far as uh, as far as machines, I don't know if any of us are safe. I kind of agree with you on that. Uh, there are Although, cert- there's a, there's always the classic Excel example. Uh, in 1998, it was certain that. It, accountants only had like five years left max because excel <laughs> came out yeah right. turns out we needed way more accountants because they're way more efficient now because they have excel yeah but i don't think we should dive too too much down that rabbit hole because there's that's such a debated topic um mm-hmm. so let's get into like the more interesting part of this episode which is the cons of college which probably a lot of people are waiting to hear about just because they love they love the negativity around uh around college um inflation of college tuition uh so tuition has more than doubled in the past 30 years um so average inflation is roughly two percent each year uh if you do some financial math and you do like 1.02 raised to the 30th uh that should be an 80 percent increase and uh it's more than doubled so it's out of our audience just said wait what yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> I apologize if I just like inserted too much math there, but I'll, to sum it up, it's increased faster than inflation, and much faster. Like it, it tuition costs are growing at more than twice the rate that yeah. inflation is going at. So yeah. it's expensive. I mean, we all know that. That's nothing new to people. And the other, but. What I, I like to counter this with, so I, I think throughout this episode, Scott's going to be kind of fair and balanced, and I'm going to be very much pro-college. I would say you are getting much more from college than you did uh, 20 or 30 years ago, because you have much more powerful tools at the college in the form of all the various computers. Um, okay. You have more athletic facilities than they had in the past, many more. 
Uh, gyms wouldn't have been a standard thing to have at a college, you know, 30 Especially years ago. on like on campus on gyms campus. where they have sporting events. Yeah. Because, uh, because fitness wasn't important. It didn't have the same importance in our culture back then. Right. Um, on top of that, you, you wouldn't have had as many, I, I mentioned athletics, like the sports yeah. teams, um, food options, maybe food there's pro realistically there's probably more options today than there was in the past but i i, I don't know that data yeah um, okay. so maybe that's not fair to say so so you get a lot more and those connections you, there are better ways to stay connected with people so yes i would say tuition has outpaced its value increase but it definitely you get more value out of your education now than you did in the past i believe I don't disagree with you on that. Um, I do agree with your point about like the college obviously investing in newer uh, buildings, infrastructure, and technology, and that definitely can like increase or like improve your experience. Um, but I'd argue that like are students taking advantage of all those? Um, what's the word for it? Like add-ons? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's a good point. Uh, that That's one of the big things. So, like, every time a college builds a stadium and we realize, like, each of the students just donated, you know, a thousand, <laughs> yeah. a thousand bucks everyone's, to that stadium. Everyone's, like, super pumped up. They're like, let's go, like, new stadium on campus. And like, wait, would, I paid for it. <laughs> would the students have each written a check for a thousand if it wasn't, you know, just part of their right. room and board or tuition? Uh, that's a good point. You don't know. I mean, the college that we went to, that you know, there were. There we was see the no... name, like, uh, like, yeah. So, were... so we went to Siena. Yeah, I don't York. think anyone cares. <laughs> um, wh where we went, you know, there there weren't any, you know, notable stadiums on campus, but um, many schools, I would argue, that is part of what you're paying for, right? And students have to understand that, and. People have gotten when when there's an, an announcement of how the school spends your money and they openly announce this to everyone about like in the newsletter saying we're building this on campus. Like, for example, on our campus, they put a giant sign in the middle of campus saying Siena, which costs. I don't remember how much it cost, but it was a lot of money and no one was happy about it. Like, I can't find I don't know one person that was like, I wanted this sign. So I think that the rollout on that one was. You see, people who didn't go to our school have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. I think the rollout w was what was wrong because by our senior year, once they put all like the plants around it and everything, if it, it tied the space together much better by our senior year, but our freshman year when they put it in, I agree with you. Like everybody hated it. It was one of the biggest like memes on campus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> inside of like our like campus culture, but. Yeah, that that's such a specific campus story yeah um okay moving on to some we hit on a couple of these a little bit um so there's no free public education in the united states so we're talking u.s specifically um mm -hmm. however there's a caveat there uh if you do join the army or military obviously they will give you free college um but obviously there's strings attached to that um but like if you don't want to do that you can't go to a college for free um, even community college does cost money. Uh, granted, it's much less expensive. Um, 
Yep. I, I'm going to resist the urge as an economist to make uh, blanket economic statements, but it's, yeah, that's just true on an individual level. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, who knows? Maybe they'll forgive student loans in the future. So they, I mean, they haven't forgiven them right now, but they've postponed They're, payments, correct? Yeah. Payments are deferred. Okay. So not like it, it, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. I, I think. Well, it, in my opinion, it it's just po- it's it's just COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I like I I'm happy they deferred the payments, but to me, it, it's not really evidence of what's to come. Okay. So there, so there's another con on here listed as like putting your major life goals or putting off your major life goals, such as like owning a home, marriage, car. Um, Tim, what other like big things do you do like in your twenties and like early thirties? Um, oh, I'd say I'd add vacation and exploring on there. Traveling definitely. Uh, usually you're. I mean, yeah. As far as vacationing and traveling, though, theoretically, you can do more in your thirties and forties and fifties and (laughs) sixties. Yeah, true. Um, as far as owning a home, yes, it definitely postpones that. Marriage, I don't know because I think a lot of people do meet in college. Yeah, it's, I I don't know if that's like a direct. That's like maybe a they're talking. Maybe they're talking college. about the expense. Um, I think that's what they're going for. They're like, oh, you can't afford a thirty thousand dollar wedding, basically. And I don't know. Perhaps. Uh, and then car cars are yeah clearly cars are expensive but <laughs> used cars are very expensive I, mean, I was able to buy a car while in school you you bought a car just after school right um so i think yeah, I don't, people i think i, I think people it. can afford cars yeah. i mean everybody's financial situation is unique but as far as a home and the expense of a marriage I, I can get behind those you'd have to postpone many people there was some wall street journal articles that talked about millennials finally buying homes uh and that's was one of millennials the millennials are like, so screwed yeah uh, one of the major reasons like of the housing boom recent or last year and even now is because millennials are like finally able to afford um buying houses So another con, uh, you what? Is, what is the acronym for the big tech firms? Fang, Fangum. Yeah, Fangum. Yeah, don't it, need an actual degree to get a job there now. So here's my here's the thing. Okay, let's hear it. I think that they made the intelligent realization that they're none of their founders had college degrees. Some of them did. Many of them did not. And I I would still imagine the vast majority of their hires have degrees. And and the amount of times I've tried to teach myself a skill and you don't have that mentor teaching you. Yeah. There is incredible value to a mentor. And for that reason, yes, if you can learn to code on your own and get one of those jobs – 
It is true. If you can learn to day trade on your own and somehow you end up with, you know, 25,000, because that's another detail nobody ever talks about. To day trade, you need a minimum of $25,000 to <laughs> legally day trade in the United States. <laughs> so if if all these details coming together, yeah, you can do things without a college degree, but it's much easier to do them with. Right. I, I mean, me personally, I can't get disciplined enough to learn uh, to get like, what is that? A Google, some Google coding there, certification. Yeah, you can get certified through Google. Yeah. And then go get a job for them. LinkedIn also uh, lets you take quizzes and get certified in skills. Yeah, true. But uh, humans are humans. And um, like you said, unless you have like someone uh, you, acting as a commitment device, it's going to be hard to get that, that mm-hmm. accomplished. We're like disproving every con on this list, or at least you are. Well, they're all BS. Yeah, <laughs> everyone should go to college. <laughs> um, another thing here is like a, a college degree does not guarantee a high-paying job. It's up to the individual to make the choice uh, to like choose a good major and ultimately find a high-paying job. Like, I mean, like obviously, this is a. I think that's more opinionated okay. than fact. But you know what? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stand by this to my death. The arts majors are important. Yeah. I, so in the UK, the way that they uh, that you pay back your loans, so your loans aren't like not everybody pays the same amount for college. They owe a percentage of their income after graduating. Yep. To pay for it, so. Like the art majors have to pay less for their education than the physics majors or the law school students. I think that's genius because it lets people do what they're actually passionate about. And I personally believe the market systematically undervalues social workers are one of the best examples. We we need more social workers, uh, educators, and... Uh, the various arts and humanities think about like archaeologists like how cool would it be to know more about the ancient egyptians the ancient romans uh all of like the various kingdoms of southeast asia but there's not money in it right because we're moving towards a technological society basically you can think of yeah. term- terminator or the matrix oh so my next iphone will have Thinner bezels. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone wants to be a STEM major. <laughs> um, and so I, I guess we do have we have some examples of like jobs that don't require a degree that actually pay pretty well. Media and communication equipment worker, uh, almost eighty k a year. Elevator installer and repairer. I didn't even. That's a good, pretty cool job. Not gonna lie. It's a very um, specific job, though. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought like that'd just be a general electrician, but uh, almost 80k there too. Detective and criminal investigator, 81,000 or almost 82,000. A commercial pilot makes a lot more than I thought. uh, I actually, I know uh, two commercial pilots that I went to high school with. Cool. And like you can get into it quick considering they're, you know, they're, they're 22 and 23. Be a fun job too, flying a plane. Mm-hmm. 
traveling all over the world. Yeah. Although it's much harder now than it used to be. The uh, it's small tangent, but the FAA they uh, they reported something like six hundred percent more instances of what's called air rage, basically just like uh, yeah, the highly unruly passengers. Like it's bad right now. Yeah. Leave it alone. Hopefully it gets better. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but. And then um, new, last one on this list is nuclear power reactor operator. That's a very dangerous job. Um, $94,000 a year. It's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. You're risking your life. Um, I mean, see, I'm... Um, Here we go. Here comes devil's advocate. <laughs> No, not devil's advocate. I just had to think about the the right framing. Oh, okay. um, most of the uh, of you know the the most classic blue collar union jobs that you would think about, uh, you know, bricklayers, truck drivers, um, electricians, they have phenomenal pay. Or you know, often it starts low, but it scales dramatically yeah um so i think that there's many options i i said multiple times like senior year uh, of college i couldn't believe what my friends that i graduated high school and then they didn't go on to college i couldn't believe some of their salaries um you know things that i wasn't even hoping for ever in my life as a college graduate uh so there's definitely multiple ways like uh one of my friends was a welder. I couldn't believe how much he was making. And that's, um, um, do you know the type of raises they get each year? I don't know percent or I don't know any of that truthfully. Um, that's fine. I was just curious. Yeah. But high numbers like, you know, 22 and you're in, in the eighties already. That's nice. So, Definitely. So, so that would be a point against college, but it's all, it's all, you know, what you want to work and how you want to get there. Like the college parties are not, uh, are not overrated. I was going to, th- I was, I thought you were going to say this, not what it looks like in the movies. Or like TV. It's not what it, well, I think it depends on the school. It depends on the school. Obviously, we we went to one school. We only saw one type of community. The the college life is, uh, it's a lot of fun, and there's a value to that also. That you know costs money, and you pay for that in room and board. Right. I think um I I think the cost of college has increased a lot just because of how society values it. I think it's less about like what we first talked about with like what they're spending, like the colleges are actually spending the money on and they're budgeting and more of like how the market deems the importance of college. Cause I think we've, we've read several papers about how like it's like, it's ultimately worth it based on future salary growth. Um, And so I think the market just says, Hey, we think this is still like a high demand ticket. So this is, worth a lot of money 
and people are willing to pay it. So <laughs> we're going to keep raising the price. All right. Uh, go to our college's website right now and notice <laughs> that the cover picture is not a classroom, is not somebody working in the field. It's college nightlife. <laughs> is it really? It's I a video. Now I got cl- now I got classroom. Uh, but the, gonna... the first one I saw was nightlife. I thought it was going to be the front of the building. That's interesting, though. Maybe we should become an advertiser for our school and then uh, and then charge them money for it. I mean, I, I just noticed that like when these colleges advertise themselves or when I see billboards whenever I'm in like a college town, they're not showing people working and they're not showing well, occasionally they'll show a classroom. They the majority of what they show is, is nightlife or day life, which is also important. Right. I'm going to say something right here. Uh, Education is important. Obviously, I studied way more than me and Tim both together. I probably studied more than. Were you me. about to say, obviously, I studied way more than Tim? No, no, that's not. <laughs> what I, was, I was going to say more than the average. Oh. <laughs> it's it's true, though. <laughs> I didn't. You're putting words in my mouth. Um, <laughs> but. um. So like I say, yeah, I mean, like, obviously the school is important and obviously we studied a lot, but um, there's certain aspects of college that you cannot recreate uh, by, go, like Gary Vee said, going on vacation, stuff like that, traveling the world. You can't recreate uh, those memories in, in school. Um, the thing is, it's not a vacation. And that's the that's the craziest thing about it. Yeah. It feels like life, e- even though a piece of it is vacation. Right. I agree. Um, so live life, make your choice based on what we listed out for you today in this episode. Uh, this is season four of unwrapping success. Appreciate all you guys listening. Um, audio version, please donate, share, like comment. I don't know. Do all that stuff. And then if you're on YouTube, by all means hit that subscribe button, uh, shooting for a thousand subscribers. And Dislike it if you disliked it. There's no dislike counter, so do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't see it publicly, but uh <laughs> you dislike it. And then and then another thing, um if you, wanna, if you want to sign up for any of the affiliate links we have in the description, like uh Acorns is one of them, uh by all means do so. We're gonna be having we're gonna be discussing finance topics at the end of the season. Um next week's episode is gonna be on failure uh we've talked about that a lot so look forward to that um tim any final thoughts from you uh just thank you so much for listening awesome okay see you next week everyone